Uh, welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast. This is the news show. And uh, as you can see, Park Hopper John has changed. I've been morphed. <laughs> New he voice, morphed too. into a Raphael. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Say hello. Tell everybody where you're from, Raph. Uh, Miami? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That <laughs> no, sounds no, no. good. Uh, you can visit me on themouse.com, my website, which covers all things Disney. All right. Cool. Don't forget, go check it out. All right, uh, we got a lot to do. We got uh, two news shows back to back, like we normally do, because we got to leave it now. We think we have an interview. Uh, let's hope uh, this person can make it to the Skype party. Uh, so I would ask you what you did this weekend, but we're going to f- forgive all of that and get right to the shoe. Sounds good. Uh, all right, you ready? In today's show, we have news about solar panels being installed at Walt Disney World. Play Disney has some new tricks up its sleeve. And we have this week's trivia and so much, much more. This week on the Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dreams by Design Travel. Dreams by Design wants your vacation to be a happy adventure where families can have fun together. They believe that a magical vacation begins with careful planning, and that is exactly what you will receive with this authorized Disney vacation planner. Remember, services are free, and make sure to tell your travel planner that the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. So visit dreamsbydesigntravel.com today. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. We're talking solar panels. The first panel mm-hmm. installed at new solar facility providing power to Walt Disney World Resort, uh, which I'll get into. Uh, I've actually seen this firsthand. Cool. One down and 499,999 to go. Disney is excited to announce that the first of half a million solar panels was recently installed at the previously announced new 270-acre, 50-megawatt solar facility. That's a lot. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Which is being developed in collaboration with the Ready Creek Improvement District and Origis Energy USA to provide power to the Walt Disney World Resort. When completed in just a few months, the facility will, on average, generate enough renewable clean energy to equate to powering two of four Disney theme parks here in Central Florida. That's absolutely astonishing. Can I tap into this? Can I get it from my house too? Uh, Can I run an extension cord? <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say that. I mean, from what I've, I mean, I, I drove by this recently. Yeah. And it's just stake after stake after stake after stake in the ground. Ding, 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 it's just loaded, and it's over by Western Way. When you get on the four twenty nine, you drive by that. That's on the western side of the property. So, cast if I'm going down that way, cast connections on my right. You're right. This is north. I mean, it's more to the west and then north of that. Okay. okay. But yeah, it's it's definitely like you can't miss it. Because so <laughs> the, the tree farm used to be on the left. Correct, like by Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's so it's right Western Way, right when you're getting onto 429. So that intersection. Oh, okay. So and then, really down there. Yeah, you literally have to leave property and then get on the highway and drive like maybe five, you know, three to five minutes, and then you'll see it on your right hand side. But it's once you see it, there's no mistaking it. Like, yeah, I knew what it was immediately because I had heard about this project, and it it's insane because you if you if you've driven by on World Drive through uh, past Epcot, mm. you've seen that the Mickey the, ear. the Mickey ear. Yeah. And it's this is definitely not that. That was uh, you know, testing the waters and yeah. seeing what it looks like. We made it look cute. And making it look cute. This is this is the real deal. We're we're building it to try to power two theme parks worth. You yeah. Know. Well when Walt signed the contract with you know, the agreement with Florida and I guess Orange County at the day, the Disney company has the rights to build a nuclear power plant if they so choose. So I guess this is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, they don't have a lot of nuclear waste to get rid of at the end of the day. They just have uh, solar panels to polish. Well, that's actually something that's interesting, and we'll, uh, you'll see uh, coming in what I'm going to read now. Okay. So this project marks another milestone in our commitment to conservation and environmental stewardship here at Disney, a tradition that began with Walt Disney himself and has continued with the dedication of our cast members today. And as mentioned in the in the recent New York Times article highlighting this project, Disney's sustainability leadership is providing inspiration at a global level. Hmm. Cast members from Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, science and environmental and horticultural teams are playing an integral role in the development of the facility, including their efforts to make the site pollinator-friendly and safe for endangered species of butterflies, bees, and other insects. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant to say because it's interesting because there are side effects to having solar panels because... I mean, you're producing a lot of uh, heat and things of that nature yeah. because you have you're reflecting all the sunlight. Right. And I, I'm not, I mean, I don't know all, all the details of this, but I think it even so they get like, and things like that. Spray with BP or something. I don't know. To I make just, the bees come around, or I just thought it was pollinator friendly, which is funny <laughs> considering uh, yeah. the the stuff to be a bug show. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so what do you, so what do you think about the fact that Disney's trying to go completely solar or slowly? I'm hoping it'll reduce my ticket prices. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me if they don't have to pay for electricity, it has nothing to do with my ticket price? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the two things are not connected? No. <laughs> All right, I tried. <laughs> I tried. This is to power the 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 straw the straw uh, recycling plant. Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or the paper recycling plant. You know, I, I don't. I, I think I, it's a good idea. I, oh, of I, I want solar in my house too. I mean, listen, we live in the Sunshine State. I don't know, understand why every building in Florida doesn't have panels no, on it. That, I, I just don't understand. That's Elon Musk's vision, and and honestly, it's a vision that it was obvious back then. But the power generation from solar panels wasn't what it is today. Like nowadays, it's yeah. way more efficient. I mean, I know whose vision it's not. Mm -hmm. Duke Energy and OUC. Oh, of course, of it's course, it's not their vision. You know, unless they're making solar panels. And if they were smart, that's what they would do. They mm -hmm, would get mm -hmm. into the manufacturing and installation of solar panels, and, and that's where they would make their money rather than price gouging us for every gigawatt we plug into our electrical outlet. I always, when I came to the Walt Disney you know, world, I would always talk to my family, and I would say, you know, if solar panels were really efficient, you mm -hmm. would see it across Walt Disney World. Yeah. But the only place you would see it was at Universe of Energy. Yeah. Right. And so I always knew that was... Right. A little bit of BS, if you don't mind you yeah. know that. But now you can see that 
it makes sense for them, especially because Disney's most likely leasing out the solar panels with with the deal that they have with yeah. or, or Ridges. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's get on to the next story. Uh, Play Disney Parks mobile app is adding a new interactive experience at Walt Disney World. Uh, Disney is about to make changes to your resort check-in, even a little bit more special. Uh, they have two new interactive experiences coming soon to the Play Disney Parks mobile app. Just rolls right off the tongue. Which turn uh, which turns wait time into play time and offers guests a variety of fun activities to enjoy. Stories of the enchanted enchanted gallery at Disney's Automation Resort will be the first play Disney park experience based at a Disney Resort hotel, and then this will allow you to bring the art-filled walls of the lobby to life while you're checking in and enjoying your stay. So through the app, you'll be able to become your own animator, (laughs) uh, creating themed art that transforms into living, breathing stories inspired by Finding Nemo, The Lion King, and The Little uh, Mermaid and Cars. That actually, like... Hit me right in the heart. Sounds because, better than the stupid games in the queue line. Yeah, because I, I mean, I went to the to the event where they they showed off Disney's Art of Animation Resort, and I just remember being, mm. you know, wild. We were one of the first few people to see it, and yeah. and it was so much so incredible to see all the art that was in there, and anything that they can do to make that come to life, which is what I think these apps are really intended to do. Right, it would be great, and this seems. This seems like a good application of it. Definitely better than your boring game that at some point you just get bored of. Yeah. Um, I also think every time I hear this, I keep thinking of Apple's future products. Right. And the AR glasses that are rumored. AR stuff, yeah. This is like, I don't know how much Disney knows because obviously, you know, they've they've had members in the board. Mm. But I can see this stuff transitioning away from the phone eventually onto something where you're walking into a Disney resort or into the parks and seeing things happen in AR. Yeah. I can see that happening. Definitely. Uh, the Ace Guide to Bandora, the Valley of Morara, uh edition at Disney's Animal Kingdom will enable you to enjoy an Alpha Centauri expeditions on an adventurous journey as you explore the colors, cultures, creatures of Pandora. So now you can have something to do over Pandora. So you can scan your surroundings for exotic life forms, uh, create indigenous music, music and experience, and other interactive gameplay alongside your friends and family while learning all about this alien moon through interesting facts, trivia, and activities. That sounds boring as hell. <laughs> Uh, this experience can be accessed anywhere uh, within the park, but especially great when you're waiting in a queue line at the very popular and very long-lined Avatar Flight of Passage. Still haven't been on it. Uh, you'll also be able to earn, collect, and share several new Play Disney Park achievements as part of these new experiences. And while in the app, keep your eyes and ears open for some great new Apple Music Playlist featuring songs inspired by Disney animated films, Disney's lullabies, and yeah, that's what it wanted to be his lullaby volume in the park. Yeah. Uh, and even classic Disney tales read aloud. Now, that might be interesting. But the Apple, I, I've used the Apple Music section, not, mm-hmm. and I've used it in the app, but I, I, ber- I very rarely use the Play Disney mm-hmm. Parks app. But I've used the, uh, the Apple Music section for Disney Music, and it's really nice because they have nice, beautiful cover art and stuff, and 
all the playlists you would want and yeah. more. And, okay. and they have it divided up into the different theme parks, which is how they integrate it with this app. Right. Hopefully you all will be using your headphones so that I don't have to hear the lullabies. Oh, I bring my boombox. <laughs> okay. From 1995 on the shoulder. Uh, since debuting in June, the uh, Play Disney Parks app has immersed guests uh, further into the Disney stories they know and love. Through themed games, Disney trivia, Disney uh, digital achievements, music, and much, much more. Whether they are playing on Main Street or while waiting in a line of their beloved attraction. Be sure to download the app from the App Store or the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store uh, to be among the first to play these latest enhancements. So I did the update online, so I should be ready next time I get over to Art of Animation. Definitely. Yep. That, that should be good. Hey, Raph, last week we had a trivia. Let's see how smart you are. You ready? Oh, I'm terrible <laughs> at trivia, but go ahead. In what years did the original D ticket... Make its debut at Disneyland. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer we were looking for was 1956. Awesome. And the winner is Rob. And as we'd like to say around here, Rob, it's in the mail. All right, let's get on to this week's trivia question. This one may be a little bit tough. You may have to Google this. Uh, in Disneyland Paris, how many bricks are there in the Main Street USA? And they are laid out in a pattern very similar to New York City at the turn of the 20th century. So if we want to know the number of bricks and email that answer to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. That's incredible. It's a big number. Let's just say it's more than one <laughs> and less than a million. <laughs> That's your range. All right. Uh, if you haven't, uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks po Podcast and sign up for our Patreon. Be a Patreon contributor. You give as little as a dollar a month or as big as $50 a month. Uh, we have an exclusive free show that we do at 7 p.m. for you all. We do uh, some exclusive video content. Uh, there's other offers and things that we like to toss out to the patrons. So, Get out there and do it, patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. And we'd like to thank uh, our current Patreons, uh, Bob, Brad, Corey, Daniel F., Daniel S., David, Dustin, Ernie, James, Jennifer, Kathy, Katie, A., Katie, G., Michael, Mike, Mike, B., Ron, Ross, and Sam, Willie, Tom, Will, and Willie. Oh, I definitely want you to have more patrons because I want you to have to read off a list of a thousand people. <laughs> Sign them up. Sign them up. So the Economic Council has gone ahead and done something that a lot of Disney Cruise Line people are going to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Because they've approved Disney's proposal to develop Lighthouse Point. Mm. So last week we learned that National Economic Council has just approved the proposal submitted by Disney Cruise Line Island Development Limited to develop Lighthouse Point. For those of you wondering, Lighthouse Point is in the Bahamas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let me continue. Isn't that the Caribbean Beach Club? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new renovations. Uh, the cabinet office indicated that the land is privately owned and has been on the real estate market for quite some time. Quote, the land is not crown land and is not owned by the government of the Bahamas. The Disney Cruise Line Development Limited has a sales agreement with the landowner to purchase the land. 
Some of the core elements of the Disney Cruise Line Island Development Limited proposal include low-density development and sustainable design, public access, and the restoration of various historical and cultural sites. Hmm. Additional components of the project include the integration of Bahamian culture and artistic expression into the design of the site, and experiences offered and partnership with the community to develop training and professional development programs. So Disney's, you know, obviously they're going to be using the land here in the Bahamas yeah. to to build uh, another Castaway Case sort right. of location yep. because as you expand the Disney Cruise Line, you need more places to take the Cruise, yeah. cruise Line. Like four, four more ships? Yeah, four more, yeah. And yeah. so obviously they, you know, they have to make concessions, not concessions, but make agreements with the Bahamian uh, authorities and obviously try to say that they're going to use the land wisely and those that sort of stuff. Yeah. Disney Cruise Line began their Bahamian cruises back in 1998, and those cruises have had a significant economic impact on the Bahamian economy. The development of Lighthouse Point brings about projections of an increase in port calls to Nassau, according to Eleuthera News. The Bahamian government has taken Disney's record of environmental stewardship into account and intends on making sure that the project is executed in a manner which safeguards not only their environment, but the interests of the people of the Bahamas as well. Now, I can tell you I've seen some of the images of what Disney has proposed. Yeah. And there's like this dock that goes way out into the water. And I think part of that is because they don't want to have to dredge up the land close to the island, close to the island um, and possibly damage like coral. Like they did a castaway. Correct. Yeah. So I think they're going to develop some sort of more environmentally friendly mm. uh, dock for So there'll for be that. a bigger tram ride. Correct. <laughs> the tram ride is going to be a lot larger. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, it's going to probably be a much ver nicer version of Castaway K in the sense mm. that, you know, this is version two. So you're, you're expecting to do, but as far yeah, as... Yeah, all the things that are broken, allegedly, mm -hmm. at that one, hopefully they'll fix in this version. And it's going to be the same, like, pristine, beautiful waters. I saw, mm. you know, I saw a YouTube video of this, this location, and it's, it's perfection. Yeah. Maybe I should wait and do this for my first cruise. Sign me up. Yeah, that's good to me. Speaking about things Disney's building, uh, Disney has now confirmed plans to build a new resort uh, on the old river country grounds. I, I still think this is uh, an interesting because I've always heard that, you know, uh, they can't because of asbestos. That, you know, that everything um, there had um, asbestos mm -hmm. back in the day and it's, you know, leached into the ground, so. Yeah, I mean, I had heard things about that. I mean, some I didn't I didn't know if it was asbestos, but I had heard of other contamination. But mm. I think that's why Disney poured concrete over those, you know, river country mm. uh, pools and things like that a few years ago because that way they could build over it. Yeah, yeah as I long guess. as it, as long as it's not haunted. Right. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, so uh, earlier this year, we uh, spoke about Disney was making plans to develop an old river country property, and uh, Disney just confirmed their plans. A new nature-inspired mixed-use Disney resort will welcome families in 2022. So this is going beyond the 50th. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this one's not even going to make that uh, timeline. Uh, along the uh, picturesque shorelines of Bay Lake, located between... Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Fort Wilderness Lodge. Uh, the resort uh, project joins uh, joins three others underway at Walt Disney World Resort, bringing a total of more than seventeen hundred new rooms, hotel rooms, to proposed Disney Vacation Club villas online over the next four years. 
I still think that's not enough, but that could be just me. That's just for Star Wars land. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think every resort's going to have something. They're going to hit up uh, uh, French Quarter and Riverside. I think those are next. You mean another? You think every resort's going to have a tower? Every resort's going to have a tower of DVC. I don't doubt that because I mean the yeah. amount of money that they can make off of them, and then, like you said, between Star Wars land. Obviously, this this has been a down year because everybody's waiting on next year and the year after that. But mm-hmm. but in the coming years, you have Star Wars Land, and then you have the fiftieth. Yeah. And and now you also have an investment in, from Disney, so you yep. you're seeing new rides and attractions coming online. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of visitation. Yep. Uh, the Deluxe Resort, uh, which will be themed to complement its natural surroundings, will include more than 900 hotel rooms and proposed Disney Vacation Clubs spread across a variety of unique accommodation types. So I'm assuming there'll be, you know, different kind of villas, different kind of rooms. Yeah, family rooms. Uh, and maybe even some more bungalows along the water, you know. Uh, our fearless leader, George Caligridis, president of the Walt Disney World Resort, said, quote, unquote, Walt Disney World is in the midst of the most significant expansion in the last two decades. And combined with these new 1,700 hotel rooms proposed, the Disney Vacation Club Villas, if I could speak, uh, we are building at four different resorts. We'll create thousands of new construction and permanent jobs, and will drive economic opportunity and incremental revenue for Central Florida. We continue to add new attractions, new lands, and these beautiful accommodations will be right in the heart of all the magic. End quote. Uh, the soon-to-be-named uh, Disney Resort, slated to be the 16th Disney Vacation Club property, will continue uh, to build the value and flexibility of Disney Vacation Club membership. So yeah, I heard what was it? it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't Disney Nature or something? I heard a rumor of a name. I forgot what it was. Uh, I've heard. Uh, I think Jim Hill mentioned yeah. that it was Reflections. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think that was something that was being surveyed. You don't like that it. That doesn't fit with Wilderness Lodge or Fort Wilderness. Well, neither does it. This is have to has the word wilderness in it. Somewhere. I the thing is that they're they're going for a whole different, I mean, appeal. It looks like. It, it, you saw the concept art. What'd you think of it? The what? The concept art? Ah, I thought it was alright. I have to see some stuff inside. It was one little outside shot. I was like, yeah, great. All right, what does the side look like? The back look like? They didn't even show the lake. Yeah, I just I don't see how it ties yeah. in yet with yeah. with the existing properties. Yeah, I don't either. I also think it's going to – I like coming in that way to go to the, the Magic Kingdom oh, and the resorts over on um, – what the hell is that street? At Fort Willis, it's on Vista Boulevard. Yeah. I like coming in there. And now with the hotel, it's all going to be jammed up. And first of all, that road is only one in, one out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So going to have to make it a little bit bigger there at uh, Disney. They might, hopefully. they got plenty of room. On both sides. There's nothing. There's deer on no, one no. side and nothing deer on, on the one other. side. There's always deer on the <laughs> yes, other side. There's always deer. <laughs> you know. Anyway. So it'll be interesting. You know. Well, they're making use of that of that property finally. Yeah. After, after so many years of having that being dormant. Yeah. Well, I think they're running out of places. That's crazy. Yeah. So the world of Disney 
has a has had a, is about to have a grand reopening with dates revealed along with new merchandise lineups. So if you haven't seen the World of Disney Store, you're in for a big surprise because it's a very different store nowadays. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So the World of Disney Stores at both down at both the Downtown Disney District at Disneyland and Disney Springs at Walt Disney World have been undergoing major transformations and will reopen in late October with improved store layouts and new elements of design. Along with the grand reopening of both shops, a stellar assortment of new products are on the way. Ooh. A new vintage-inspired collection will feature Mickey Mouse from the 1950s television series, The Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. these, these look very good. I, I have some of these already. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why do I even ask? Uh, this collection will offer something for everyone, including Tony, from eye-catching apparel to mouse-themed accessories. T-shirts and varsity jackets are emblazoned with the leader of the club, Hats, headbands, and handbags will make outfits as welcome as can be, especially for those in party prep mode for the upcoming 90th celebration of Mickey Mouse next month, mm-hmm. which they are not pushing at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everywhere. It's just everywhere, including television on the 4th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the upcoming holiday season at Disney Parks will bring new decor, delicious treats, and festive new merchandise, such as a playful headwear, accessories, and ugly sweaters. The World of Disney stores in both California and Florida will be the first shops this year to offer Disney Parks Holiday Collection. Hmm. Roger Dressen, the merchandise product developer for seasonal merchandise at Disney Parks, explained, quote, The designs are festive yet practical. We chose neutral colors so they can be easily incorporated into guests' existing dinnerware collections. Interesting. I would like to see that. Mm -hmm. The World of Disney stores officially reopened on October 26th in the downtown Disney District at Disneyland Resort, and on October 27th in Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort. Nice. So, Tony, we were talking. We've been yeah. we've both been down to see parts of it because uh, right. some of it is still coming online as we yeah. speak. Right. So what are your thoughts? And, uh, listen, until everything is done, they've undisnified the largest Disney store in the world. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion. It, there's no characters. The floor is pl- – if they would put Target or Walmart on the outside – I say, oh, this is just a high-end Walmart or Target. There's nothing Disney in the building anymore. And until they get these projection and animation things unveiled, it, it really doesn't speak Disney. It, it felt, I mean, the one here, for, so I haven't been to the one in downtown Disney District yet. Yeah. But the one here at Walt Disney World Resort, it, it really feels like Disney Springs. It feels like, like if you're walking through town center, Right. And you kept walking through a door, and mm-hmm. you're in still in Disney Springs, and now it's a store. Yeah. Because literally, it's the same concept. It's brick and, and dark woods, and yeah. it's very beautiful. Yeah. But at the same time, Antique-y it's very... little bulbs for teas and home and stuff. It's yeah. very sterile, and I agree with you to- totally. Like, It's very design... Uh, designed by people that would design Target or design you know, high-end, yeah. like, high-end fashion stores or whatever, but it still just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel Disney. Yeah. And they've done a little bit better job organizing things. It's definitely a lot more organized. You know, the tees over here, hats over here, ears over here, seasonal over here. But it's still a big store and hard to figure out. You know, if you come in from an you know, angle. by Basin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're at the far end of that long store, you're like, where is everything? No, it, re- it really needs to be a no, map. Yeah, there's no You know, something that says, all right, the, this area is here, this area is here. This way you can go find stuff that you're looking for because otherwise it's like a, a scavenger hunt, you know. Well, hopefully there'll be a projection. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they'll project arrows 
Tease this way, cups this way, home that way. I think it's hard for people that have seen the existing store because the existing store had so many, so much art in the rooftops yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. All that is gone. Like yeah. literally, none of that is there. Yeah, and what I heard from the cast members is they're getting all new costumes too, that are going to be more in line with the yeah. design. Yeah, look. All right. we'll see. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> I mean, on the on the on on the cool side, we've seen some of the projections that they've shown off. Yeah, I saw a couple of things online too. And you know, they ha- they had like behind the cash registers, for example, they had like paint jars, and then they had mm. you know a Tinkerbell projection going through, and yeah. it, it looks neat. But dear Disney, enough with the projectors. <laughs> Try some other technology. But but projection mapping. I get it. You can do it. <laughs> Terrific. Move on. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, Landry's uh, wants to be back, bring back the Rainforest Cafe at Disneyland Resort. I love this story. <laughs> well, we threw you out. We want to come back. I don't know. Maybe we're going to have to raise the price of the rent. Uh, and according to a report by the uh, Orange County Register, Landry's Inc., the parent company of the Rainforest Cafe is interested in reopening its location in downtown Disney at uh, at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, Rainforest Cafe closed in June as part of this construction that was set to begin for the luxury resort, which never happened and probably will never happen. Uh, Kevin Baylor, the senior VP and chief operating officer of the specialty restaurant and amusement division for Landry, says Disney knows our interest in reopening the Rainforest in Anaheim. We hopefully... They will consider Landry's for any future site plans. I don't think they demolished the building, so the building's probably still there. Yeah, I'm pretty. sure. I don't think they tore anything down. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they had got into that yet. No. Yeah, uh, Disney says they won't comment on discussions with tenants. But you let Earl a sandwich back. Uh, but that they are exploring a variety of options for downtown Disney. Last week, however, they implied that there were no conversations taking place with. Regards to the Rainforest Cafe. Landry operates a variety of restaurant brands, including Bubba Gump, Shrimp Company, McCormick's, and Schmick, and nearby Anaheim Garden Walk, plus the T-Rex and the Yak and Yeti here in Florida. So they got a vested interest in Disney. Well, I, I mean, I must be definitely cemented into the camp of people that were rooting against this resort from ever seeing the light of day. And I could never have believed that it would have happened. Mm. Uh, and especially not with it being this whole uh, rigmarole with the, with, the poli- with the politics of Anaheim. But, right. but I'm so glad it happened because, I mean, this is one of those cases of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And Disneyland has one of the most incredible feels. And part of that is because of the way that Disney's, uh, downtown Disney is over there inside like literally just steps away from the theme parks and then steps away from your hotel. And obviously this would have created a hotel that was in that same vein. But the problem was you were sacrificing a huge portion of, of downtown Disney over there. Right. And then downtown Disney over there is nowhere near the capacity now of what Disney Springs is here. So it never made sense to me that they would remove ESPN and, mm. and a very, you know, what was the quick service that just reopened? Uh, Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich. Was Earl very, of Sandwich. It was very popular over there. And then, you know, I never went to the Rainforest Cafe there, but I'm sure that was popular mm-hmm. because it, they always are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. 
and to everybody's favorite little ride that might be opening up there. Oh, yeah. We've got construction on the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland modifications to begin very soon. A trio of permits have been filed with Orange County, which foreshadow the beginning of the construction in Tomorrowland as part of the new Tron Light Cycle Power Run Edition. Three notices of commencement, which list Whitting-Turner Contracting Company as contractors, were filed. One for Space Mountain Generator Relocation, another for Magic Kingdom 2 Pluto Park Laydown Perimeter Fence, and the last for MKTS Mods. Hmm. MK2 is believed to be the project name for the renovated Tomorrowland section, which will include the brand new Tron Light Cycle Power Run roller coaster. Modifications were made in May to the original permits filed with South Florida Water Management District, which added additional work to take place around Tomorrowland Speedway. These notices do, do not have any specified expiration dates noted, which means they should expire a year from their recording. While a timeline does give Disney a year to follow through with this part of the project, documents such as these are generally filed shortly before work may begin. Hmm. The Space Mountain Generator relocation makes sense given the changes that are taking place in the surrounding area. The perimeter fence for Pluto Park most likely refers to the Pluto parking lot expected to undergo a transition into paved cast member parking. I saw that. I literally drove by there recently, yeah. and I saw them working on this. Lastly, MKTS mods could easily be referring to the necessary modifications that Tomorrowland Speedway will be the subject. Um, oh, it just cuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I've been by there, and I've yeah. seen all the construction walls for Tron. I don't think people understand, if you haven't been to Magic Kingdom lately, just how big of an expansion this really is. Well, we did the train tour, and the train backed up there, and we could see. I was like, holy mackerel, they cleared a lot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of land. I was like, wow, that's going to be a big pad. Yeah, we've always thought, like, you know, everybody that walks into the park always goes, oh, can they just build behind my fantasy land? Can they yeah. build frontier land? And this feels like that. Like, they finally expanded the boundaries yeah. of what So Magic here's the, the problem. Uh, I don't know why they did this right now, but they moved the Space Mountain exit. Mm -hmm. So now you exit on the opposite side of the tracks. So there's somebody standing there, and there's somebody standing on this side of the tracks. And they have to make sure that, that the train is not that going. That there's by. no train coming, and then they'll let people cross. Yeah, and they built this. And then they they built a whole wood wooden yeah. uh, structure to get you across. And yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I did. Why that did during... you do that now? Why did you wait until the train was stopped? You know, they were going to park it at, at Main Street, and then you could have done this, and you don't need anybody standing there. Because there'd be no train. Why yeah, did, I'm not, I'm not really you, sure why. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know either. Anyway, uh, hey, thank you for joining uh, the show. We want to thank you. Uh, please go to DisneyParksPodcast.com. You can visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash DisneyParksPodcast. That's where you can find all of our stuff. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are Disney Podcaster on Twitter and uh, Disney Parks Podcast on Instagram. It's a little hard to keep up with all that stuff in your head. Uh, but hey, thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for another show. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat of the blue Eight steps in and sees you.